Boys and girls, this is the Undisputed Era. Adam Cole, Kylo Riley, Roderick Strong, and you're listening to Going In Raw, baby. What's up? This is the most must-see WWE superstar of all time and his lovely, gorgeous wife. Marie. And you are going in SmackDown Live! Hey, this is Shinsuke Nakamura. Shinsuke Watch, I'm going in the Raw. Hey, friendo, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you're going to be listening to right here. I'm going to need this beer for this particular episode. Oh, wow. Of uh, Going In Raw, Larson, we're reviewing SmackDown, uh, Holiday Edition SmackDown. Everybody, clearly everybody, is simply waiting for the episode to be done so they can hop on a plane where where were they from today? Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Okay. Brooklyn, New so York. it's a pretty short flight, I would think, down to Orlando, where the most of those people live. Yeah, not all. Not everybody lives in Orlando, though. I, I think, think everybody in the wrestling business lives in Florida, either Daniel Tampa Bryan or Orlando. Daniel Bryan doesn't. Where does he reside these days? I don't know if he still lives in Arizona or not. If he's back up in Washington, he lives in San Diego. Anyways, I know Miz lives in L.A. Probably. Yeah, he lives in Los, Los Angeles. Yeah, that's a long that's a long flight. Anyways, uh, so yeah. Uh, it's, it's, what's weird though, what's weird though, is that, oh, actually it's kind of, well, it kind of is weird. So like, I'm not going to get into spoilers at all, but from what I understand, this Monday's raw is, is, is worth paper, watching. It sounds like there's potential there. Well, yeah, it's, it seems like it's worth watching and yeah, the exactly. people in attendance have said good things about yeah. it. Yeah. It's I mean, just surprising they would phone in. They would they would do such a phoned in performance. Here, here's, here's the thing. Smackdown is complete phoned in like inconsequential show. It wasn't boring, though. Uh, it boring. Uh, the star of the show was a ham. Yeah, that's true. I mean, Otis, was he was the highlight. That's why he made the thumbnail today. Yeah, and the that ham. the only time that's going to happen. And ham. And, well, the ham was the true star of the show. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that was... Uh, Whenever you can get a, a Christmas ham to be the, the star attraction... You know you're doing at least something right. I appreciate that you're you're trying to to. to I'm being the positive. You're one trying here. to be positive here. They're showcasing some. I would hope be some quality pork products. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Hey, you know what? Maybe SmackDown. Maybe Vince just felt really bad for AEW for uh, because they've been they've been eating it bad this week, man. Oh yeah, in terms those of critical response. Critical response. All those those bad pun. Those fake yeah, punches and like Vince everywhere. Vince goes to Bruce and says, "You know, I'm feeling bad for those kids in AEW." Let's give them a break. Well, yeah. Let's let's give people something and else to talk it, about. Like one of the, the the rare times where Jim Cornette opened his mouth and something uh, uh, seemingly uh, uh, logical has come out is when he said about Bruce Pritchard, he's not a yes man, he's an it man. Yeah. That when Vince is looking for it, Bruce knows what that is. Mm-hmm. He, yeah, he can Cornette read. Cornette ever said anything that is like, okay, this makes no, sense. No, Cornette said plenty of good things. The problem is those are sort of overshadowed by the horrible things that by he said the, as well. The, the, well, the, horrible. It's kind of taken out of anyways well, um, he says some horrible things yeah yeah he has anyways uh yeah so this is going in raw uh, in case you're a first time listener welcome to the show <laughs> and uh of course you can find us if you're watching us on youtube if you would prefer to listen listen to us listen to us on the podcast app Wherever you listen to podcasts, that's where you can be found. Man, my brain's not working today, man. Evidently. I watched that Star Wars movie yeah, this morning. Star Wars, and you had to check your brain at the door and didn't check it back out, huh? Apparently, yeah. Uh, by the way, if you're watching this live with us, uh, welcome. But please, no Star Wars no Star Wars spoilers in chat. I would appreciate that. I've banned a couple Star Wars-related words as well. Uh, so, yeah. Anyways. I've been asking you, like, nonstop. I haven't seen it yet. 
But I don't care about spoilers. I don't care. Yeah, you don't care about that don't stuff. I, I I went out of my way sort don't of just care. not. I didn't. I wanted to go there and then be Here's surprised. My perspective. Okay. I'm based on everything I've heard. You're the only person I've asked any spoiler specific questions. Everything I've heard. It's an underwhelming experience. What do I care? Yeah, well, like, you know. What do I care? Hey, you know, maybe if your expectations are way down low. Like they were for Solo. You, there you go. You said it was a steaming uh, oh, uh, garbage fire. I hated that. I one. watched it on Netflix. Like, yeah, it's, it's, it's not great, but I enjoyed it. Yeah. And it made for a decent Disney Plus experience. Well, I mean, I watched it on Netflix, not Disney Plus. But yeah, I see your point. Same thing. Anyways. Not quite. But yeah, whatever. Anyways, my expectations, they're, in the, they're like as low as they can be. Like, I grew up a huge Star Wars guy. Huge Star Wars fan. Empire Strikes Back is one of my five favorite movies ever. Yeah. Uh, uh, in like, yeah. It's like, this is too much Star Wars now, man. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's just too much. Oh, I don't know. You know. No, you know, actually, you know what? That's actually really good. That is one thing that I totally noticed for the first time ever, for the first time ever, when at the very beginning, the big Star Wars things come up and it's, da, 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 da. And you're like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> right? I was like. Doesn't feel special anymore. No, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> you got like, I mean, initially, terrible. you got those three movies. The oh, we're of, the what, worst. Six years, and you we're thought that was worst. it. You had to wait like a decade and a half or more, and then it was span of six years. Six years, you got three more, and you thought, okay, that's it, no more. And now you get one a year. We're the worst, man. You can't. Well, we're all complaining because they're giving us something that we enjoy. That's terrible. Well, I mean, the last point is debatable. Yeah. Anyways, uh, so let's let's dive into this SmackDown recap, dude. I guess so. So Ham was star of the show, but that being said, they had Daniel Bryan kicked off the show. I think with a pretty solid promo. Yeah. Um, he's incapable of delivering a bad. Promo. Oh man, he's amazing. He's one of the best wrestler of the decade, yay or nay? Oh, gotta be yay. No, it's Okada. Uh, I don't know, man. It's Okada. Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan, he, he he busted up his brain, then he came back, I mean, won a WrestleMania thirty. It's, it's, it's basically a Listen, medical tell you miracle. What, I tell agree. You what, once if, Okada, once Okada wins on the grandest stage of them all, he has wrestled several times. Uh, well, no, he's never been to Triple Mania though. And number two, he's never been to WrestleMania. Anyways, Daniel Bryan comes out. He's super smiley. Yeah, at first I thought that they're already stri- striking the wrong note here. He's not going to be American Dragon, dude. He would say that. To stomp people's head and do cattle mutilation to people. That's what I want to see. All I want to see is for him to go off on like a uh, a guy for not throwing hard enough there elbows. There you go, and, th- and then destroy him with elbows of his own. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I want to see. So he says uh, uh, he doesn't know where he went when the fiend pulled him under the ring. He just knew that the fiend pulled out all of his hair. That's a, what. What kind of list would that be if we were to include Daniel Bryan going off on top ten uh, neat things Daniel Bryan has done? Oh, that's a good one. Or top ten uh, lessons wrestlers taught other wrestlers oh, in the go. ring. There you go. <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. Anyway, so uh, he says uh, uh, one. You know, he he came out of there without his hair wherever he was under the ring, and he said that his Daniel Bryan brand was gone. Yeah. Um, and he says his his kid Birdie. Cried when she saw him with no hair and no beard. I wonder if that's a shoot. I don't know, maybe. Because she only knew the Daniel Bryan brand. Mm. She hadn't seen him with no hair and no beard. Yeah. Um, but he recognized who he was looking at in the mirror. He was looking at the guy who never main evented WrestleMania, who had to scratch and claw his way to WWE to get to the top. Of course, he's talking about American Dragon. Yeah, that's right. That's true. And I like how you know, like uh, his heel turn is all about consumerism, destroying the earth. And it seems like his uh, his interaction with the Bray 
had made him realize that he had turned into a, a commodity, mm-hmm. a brand. Mm-hmm. He wasn't really a person at that point. Mm-hmm. Now he has rid himself of the, uh, the, 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 the appearances of Daniel Bryan brand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Daniel Bryan Industries. Yeah, Daniel Bryan Industries. <laughs> and now he is American Bryan, American Dragon American Bryan. Uh, Enterprises. <laughs> and uh, he's, he's, uh, he's looking to get after Bray and uh, give Bray some comeuppance. So he calls him out. Miz comes out instead, and Miz try to make the point that Bray is just is just the title. He's just hiding behind that belt. Yeah, that's all he is. He's just a title. Yeah, which apparently uh, Miz isn't really paying attention to, what, to wrestling, and what Bray really because like title literally doesn't really seem to matter much to Bray, especially not in WWE 2K20 because they fixed custom championships. But now when you do it and then you download it from somebody else, it just shows up as a blank title. <laughs> oh, for heaven's sakes. <laughs> By the way, we're starting up Friendo Club Championship Wrestling yeah, on our Patreon. It's on our Patreon now. You got to pay for it if you want to watch our shenanigans. It, there, it's really, it's like not great though. Like, you know, there's not a the custom situation on 2K20. It's just a really sad state of affairs. It's an absolute train wreck. So, like, I'm gonna try to do like custom arena and like custom championship. God yeah. knows if it's actually gonna show up though. So that's on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson or YouTube channel members. Yes. Uh, we've got all sorts of great bonus content yeah, there. Yeah, more on the way, too, for sure. Oh, yeah. So Miz says that, and then Baron comes out for some reason. Oh, sorry, Miz says Bray is just the title, and he wants to be the one that takes it from him. Baron comes out for right, some goddamn it, reason. Because, well, it had been seven minutes, and we hadn't seen Baron Corbin yet. Or much less Bar- Baron Corbin opened his feet hole to right. spew out word vomit. So God forbid, God forbid, <laughs> SmackDown open and Baron Corbin's not there. I know. So he comes out, he starts talking a bunch of weak-ass trash to Miz and Daniel Bryan. It's so bad. It's bad. It's like, just, the only thing that kind of saves it is that by that dumb smile on his face. He knows kinda, it's trash. He knows You, you he's, get that it's bad. You know he's trash. He knows that it's bad. So uh, he calls. He says, Daniel Bryan, your brand is failure, unlike me. So I've done all this stuff. Yeah. Doesn't mention about a year ago, we get completely publicly humiliated. <laughs> says, because I beat uh, Kurt Angle, I was king of the ring, I beat Roman at TLC. I want a shot at Bray. And then uh, Baron, oh man, gets to the heart of the matter, really sticks it to Miz and Daniel Bryan. You guys are bad said, fathers. You guys are both failure as fathers. So they start stepping up to him. Dolph, with his SmackDown hat, mm-hmm. gets in the ring, <laughs> super kicks That him. is a touch that I really appreciate. Yeah, I know. I like and that. then Baron drops Daniel Bryan within the days. Uh, it was then announced pretty quickly thereafter. Tag match, we can kind of totally see where this is going, anyways. Yeah. Uh, Brian and Miz taking on Baron and Dolph. Mm-hmm. After that, heavy machinery interview. This is like the most charming part of the whole show, maybe. This is, I mean, this is when you know, like, SmackDown is getting to me when I'm like actively now rooting you for You are a number one Otis fan. I know. And like, number it was one. moments ago, it was like weeks ago that I was like, dude, I'm tired of these people. I don't know what changed. Otis cracks me the hell up these days. He's though. doing the same exact, same exact same thing. Same exact thing. It happens every time. Oh, it makes me laugh. So every much time, though. every time you're like, oh, this person sucks. I can't. Yeah. I want this person off my TV. Two weeks later. This oh, new, you know what favorite, it was? You, no, you know, you know what got me so annoyed before is because they were taking on my favorite wrestler ever, Adam Cole. Yeah. And they, they were like, he was actually getting some offense in against Adam Cole, and that bugs the crap out of me. Otis had a really good match against Tommaso like, Ciampa, and he was Ch- Ciampa's champion. It was like this past week. Really yeah, I match. know, but Ciampa, I, like, I like Ciampa, but I'm not like head over heels about Ciampa. I think he's great. I think he's great, but he's no Adam Cole. Um, 
So, yeah, I mean, even like I was starting to turn on Finn this week because like he almost picked up that win on Adam Cole. And I was like, wow. oh, that match is trash because Adam Cole didn't just beat him clean in five minutes. Wow. I know it's getting really bad. My Adam Cole obsession is is reaching new heights, Larson. It's, it's got to try to dial it down in the yeah, 2020. I'm going to turn into a stalker. I think it's starting to become a bit concerning. I'm going to be like, hey, he's at Disneyland. I'm going to go there. Disney World. You're like, dude, it's a six-hour drive. Like, he comes to L.A. He's like, oh, Disney. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. He's like, six-hour drive. I'm like, it's okay. I'm going to wear a diaper. I can get there in five and a half hours if I don't make any bathroom stops. I'd be like that crazy lady from the space shuttle who, like, stocked people with diapers on. Remember her? That was nuts. Anyway. Going to space makes you crazy because you pick up them alien parasites, dude. I'm telling you. <laughs> fun wrestling, man. Uh, so, uh, Heavy Machinery interview. Uh, Tucky explains why Otis is mad at Cesaro uh, because Cesaro dumped the ham that uh, Otis got for Sammy on the ground. Yeah. And then Otis says, I like giving gifts, especially ham. Yeah. It was funny because like Otis, like, let's face it, Otis, they haven't talked like he's slow, like he's messed up in the head. No, they haven't talked like he's got he, he's full of tenderness. Yeah. But also like slow because Tucky has to do all the talking for him. And then and then he says, I really like Christmas. I like giving hams. I like giving gifts, especially ham. Especially ham. Yeah, he, he's a he's a tender soul, man. That's what yeah. that's what Tucky said. Is like the only place he's vulnerable. It's right there, but in the heart. Yeah, he's a big heart. Yeah, and he should have said he also has a small brain. I don't think that's it, man. Anyway, they talk about their match against the Revival of Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street fight. Uh, Tucky says they're gonna win. Otis says, "I love Christmas. I love Christmas." See, he's. And the Mandy Rose comes in. Oh, this was hot. Uh, gives Otis a ham and then plants a kiss on his cheek. I want a ham job. <laughs> God damn it. Guys at a ham job. Get it? <laughs> Jeez. So, yeah. No, and this is the crowd actually popped for this. I yeah, popped for it. I was like, oh, was that's good. cool. It was good. <laughs> That's good. That was it. Was actually a really sweet moment. I it liked was, it. It was really good. Uh, all that ham is good stuff, man. But before, I love me some ham. Before we talk about more ham, because it, it was featured prominently in the next matchup, star of the show, man. That led to heavy machinery versus the revival in a miracle on Thirty Fourth Street fight. We've seen this. This happens every year. Yeah, it now. happened last year when we got yeah. the raw here in Sacramento. I believe it was Elias versus shoot, who's the opponent? Thumbnail was Elias for that particular episode last year. Remember that? Yeah. And it was a fun match. Yeah. I, I think I kind of prefer the Halloween, the trick-or-treat fights. Oh, sure, yeah. Because usually it involves someone throwing pumpkins at another person. Uh-huh, maybe. But then the, tr- the tradition of this is there's always a bowling ball involved. Uh, so I, feel, I do feel like there, was a, there wasn't enough holiday accoutrements in terms of, like there was this like, a plate of like a plate of like hardly any cookies and chocolates, and then another one. Well, because it, it might have taken the focus off the ham. The ham was a, it was the focus of the story. They need more something like sloppy. Like what sloppy is there for like Christmas dinners? Because when you had the ham, you can have like some fruit cake. Yeah, fruit. Oh, that's a good one. Fruit cake's a good one. Some. Uh, you know what they should have done? Mm. They should have sold. They should have. They should have used a fruit cake as like a foreign object. But sold how tough it is because that's always the joke. Yeah, because it's, it's, it's all candied fruit. Yeah, yeah, and it's all it's always like regifted year to year. It never goes bad. Yeah, it's just hard. Yeah, and gnarly. It's basically petrified. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah right, essentially. Exactly. So that's a good idea. It could be like a brick of fruit cake mm-hmm. is the ultimate weapon for this match. Anyways, um, so early on in the revival, they dump uh, uh, Tucky's uh, face first in the announce table. Um, they take one of the tables that's ringside that has like one plate of cookies on it. Uh-huh. Dump all the cookies off. I think Dawson takes a bite of one, spits it out. 
Like he can't even like cookies. That's how much of a heel he is. He's that invested in his heel work. Yeah, man. Doesn't even enjoy cookies. Yeah. It's like me. Um, so they, they're about to suplex Tucky. The Revival are through table. Otis makes the save. Um, uh, and then uh, there's fire. What the heck did I write here? Oh, sorry. Otis sets up Dash on the table. He goes up on the apron like he's going to jump off. And then Dawson uh, shoots him with a fire extinguisher from like he pulls it out from under the ring. Uh, and the revival powerbomb Otis through table. So he's out on the match for the longest time. <laughs> like, what the heck? Poor Otis. <laughs> he got like, yeah, he got a nice kiss from Andy Rose. But like he had to do he had to get powerbomb through a table on like it's like we're almost at and Christmas. Maybe worse yet, he had to see his 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 prize ham be tossed to the floor later on. Yeah, but I'm talking as a shoot. You got a power bomb through a table. Oh, I'm sure. And it's like fine. a day before Christmas. He probably does that Christmas. three days a week, man. That's not good. No, it's not good. Um, so we go to commercial, we come back, they're all, uh, Revival and Tucky, they're all brawn around the ramp area. Uh, Tucky suplexes Dawson on the corrugated steel at the foot of the ramp. Uh, Dash comes in with a gift. Uh, he hits Tucky and his buttocks with it. Mm-hmm. And then inside that box is a bowling ball. Uh, he rolls it down towards Tucky. We're to believe that it hits him in the man zone. The front area. Right. Instead of hitting his foot or knee. But he was selling the man zone, so we'll yeah. just say that I mean, it hit him in the balls. The holiday tradition, man. Yeah. Someone takes the bowling ball to the front area. Probably hurts less because like, you can sort of get your thigh in the way to, there. Yeah, to, to cushion the impact. Unless it gets yeah. you on your knee, that could hurt. But he, had like, hurt. A, he had like a knee pad on. Uh, so uh, a Christmas tree is set up in the corner. Uh, Tucky is, is, is Irish whipped into it. Uh, Dawson sends Dash towards the Christmas tree to do some sort of uh, stinger splash, perhaps. Uh, Tucky moves, and so Dash kind of crosses himself around the Christmas tree. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the revival, they toss Tucky over the announce table. In process, he takes out the ham that was sitting in front of Corey Graves the entire match. Yeah. This pisses Otis off. This was his moment. This was his, you know, his spinach moment. This is when he goes ham. This is when he goes ham, yeah. He picks up Dawson. Uh, uh, Dash hits him with a kendo stick. Otis no sells completely. Uh, he drops Dawson and then tosses uh, Dash into a pile of presents that sit in the corner by the barricades. Um, and then Otis goes under the ring, produces a, a, a bag, mm-hmm. dumps the contents in the Ooh, ring. Legos, Legos, and it's like yeah, like a high, large variety of them too. All yeah, sorts various of different. sizes. Oh man! And he slams Dawson onto the Legos, and then uh, he picks up uh, a Dash in electric chair position. Uh, Dawson kind of stumbles right into a, a power slam position. Mm-hmm. He drops both of them. Um, and then Otis, or sorry, Heavy Machinery hits Compactor. And then, so Otis pins Dawson to get the win. And then afterwards, Tucky goes, gets the ham, gives it to Otis. Otis is overjoyed, yeah. starts licking the ham. Yeah. As we go to commercial, he's like, ah, gnawing on licking it. Licking the ham. Uh, so after that, the revival get on the mic. Well, hold on. First, we go backstage. Oh yeah, yeah. Otis has the ham. He goes to Mandy and says, "Like, I, I'm sorry for what happened." You shouldn't have taken it out there. I shouldn't have taken it out there. I'm sorry what happened. And Mandy tells him, "It's all right." Gives him a hug. She pulls back from the hug, and she's covered in Otis's sweat. And it's like one of them. It's like sort of a grayish dress, I think. One of those. It's like extra. It's like like taupe. Did you notice that on the Broken Skull sessions? That Goldberg oh, wore. He was sweating a he ton. He wore. I mean, it's probably really like those lights are probably oh, yeah, intense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to wear a black shirt though, because he's obviously a profuse sweater. Yeah, he is. And uh, you wear especially that one certain type of gray. That yeah. That, that just immediately. That dark gray Heather man. And it's obvious. Yeah. And that one armpit was like there was like oh, six inches dude, of sweat was, coming down. From it there. was yeah. Yeah, I felt bad for him. Uh, so Mandy's covered in sweat. Uh, apparently she didn't like that, but he just got done with the match. I don't know what she's expecting. 
Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know. know. Anyway, she like walks away, and then he looks sort of disappointed. Forlorn. He, he, yeah, yeah, that's a good word. He did. He did a good job of being forlorn. He, his performance was good. Yeah. Uh, next, then the revival. Uh, they're in the ring. Uh, they're saying we're in all these gimmick matches, ladder match. Street fight, mm-hmm. whatever happened to old school, old fashioned tag team wrestling? Yeah. And Dawson says, "Well, now we're in the glitzy world of sports entertainment." And then Elias comes out. He sings a song for them. Talks a bunch of trash. I felt like Elias, Elias came off as a bit self conscious during this particular song. I don't know. Maybe it's just he's getting into the groove. Like it's one thing to do it backstage, maybe in front of like ten thousand people or whatever. Seven thousand people might be a bit different. He, or he was he like trying to remember his words or something because I don't know. he just didn't seem completely on. He just seemed completely invested in performance. Maybe like the lame punchline was like <laughs> yeah, that was a lame punchline. Yeah, it was like a Caitlyn Jenner joke. Anyways, uh, after that we had a uh, the return of Braun Strowman in dramatic fashion, just sitting in the locker room with a hat on backwards. Yeah, Sammy Zayn back there. Yeah, Sammy Zayn comes in. He tells Braun that he got his name in the Secret Santa. And then uh, he wants to know what he wants for Christmas. Yeah, and then Braun just st- sort of immediately buries Sammy's sort of general philosophy towards the holidays. Yeah, and so like you you come out here every week and just like bash on the holiday spirit. Yeah, why do you want to get me anything? And, and Sammy's like, oh no, that's just some. Don't worry about that. That's something else. Uh, they go back and forth a little bit. Cesaro and Nakamura enter. And then uh, they're like, is everything okay here? And Braun's like, oh, he's about ready to throw. Yeah. And, and then Cesaro spoils potentially Braun's gift. I don't remember what it was. Though. I didn't write it down. I have it here in the notes. So something was said. Oh, was it the mitts thing? Oh, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Because the hands and the mitts. Yeah. And uh, and he was like, if you do you really want to get me something, are you sincere? Which is kind of funny. And uh, and he's like, yeah, yeah. He's like, how about a shot at that Intercontinental Championship? So confirmed at TLC. Uh, that might have been in the cards yeah. <laughs> at some point um, because it seems like Braun's going to be Intercontinental Champion before too long. Maybe. And Sammy's like, no, no can do tonight. Uh, these yeah, guys have a match. So, nah, we're good. So they uh, skulk off. Yeah. Next, a very brief match between Carmella and Sonya Deville. Uh, Carmella won pretty quickly. I think she ate like three moves from Sonya. There was a sliding knee, maybe a couple other things. Uh, eventually, though, Sonya taps out to the code of silence. Oh, my God. Wayne came back. Huh? Remember, he he actually left. It's like 2 o'clock in the morning in England. What are you doing, man? And he left to go food shopping, like Christmas dinner shopping at 2 in the morning, which was at, last time he was out late. He cracked his, like, I've, I saw the wound. Yeah, me too. I made a little picture of a face. You did. Out of the wound. It looked horrible. I don't know why he didn't learn his lesson. Anyways, he came back. He's okay. He's good. That's so good that, to hear. That's good. Uh, next, Sometimes I worry about that guy. I went to the bathroom for the Seamus promo. Anything new here? Soul of the uh, SmackDowns that we said? Heart? Which one is it? People are soft. I'm going to fight for the soul of SmackDown. So he's the heart and soul of SmackDown. Oh, did he say heart last time? Yeah. This time he definitely said soul. Or he's fighting for the soul of SmackDown. So it'd be more like a championship soul. He's not the soul. He would just then possess the soul. They maybe do an yeah, open challenge yeah, yeah, for yeah, the soul. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I get it. Something soul, like soul that. Smackdown. They actually going to personify it. You know, yeah, make it physical. Apparently, mm-hmm. I don't know. It'd be like a shield, a sword, some soul, like a literal foot, like a shoe soul. Oh, that'd be interesting. <laughs> I'm about the soul right. Well, here. I mean, yeah, keeping the shoe. Like they fight for this. They it's, they challenge for a shoe. 
something like that. I don't know. That could be good. He, he, he's not an attractive person when they light him from underneath, like he's telling a ghost story. That's whatever I think, dude. That's the convention. You have your lip from underneath. In the year 2000. <laughs> or in the year 2000. Exactly. <laughs> in the year 2000. 2000. Anyways, next we had uh, the New Day taking on uh, Nakamura and Cesaro in a non-title match. It's a fun enough match. Uh, yeah, was no, fun. this was, was fun. fun. I like that. The thing that I liked most about this was when they came back from uh, Sheamus's promo. They had obviously seen it on the big screen because Big E started acting like he was doing brogue kicks <laughs> in the ring. He's a treasure. He's so great. He's, he's amazing. Anyways, yeah, no, this is this is a fun enough. This match. Is a fun match. Um. Uh, so uh, at one point, uh, uh, Big E's in, so, so is Nakamura. Uh, e drops uh, Nakamura some belly-to-bellies, follows a splash, sets up for a big ending. Uh, Nakamura escapes that, hits spinning heel kick. He charges towards Big E, towards the corner. Big E drops him with an Uranagi. It goes for the pin. Cesaro breaks that up. Uh, Kofi sends Cesaro out of the ring, follows the trust fall. Trust fall is amazing. I love it. Yeah. I love the trust fall. I mentioned fall. this, I was going to say, during the stream, we did not stream we tonight. We didn't stream. Uh, I mentioned this while we were sitting on the couch watching it. Um, I like that Kofi is, uh, he's getting a little looser with it. Like, I feel like he used to sort of stand for a bit, look back, make sure everything was good. Because, you know, you're about to do a trust fall, man. Those are those are tough. You got to trust somebody. You got to trust somebody. Now he just like flings them. Mm-hmm. Somebody's, I imagine somebody's probably going to be there. Yeah. I'm going to throw myself out. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, so Nakamura set up for Kinshasa. Uh, Big E responds with a clothesline. He gets the hot tag to Kofi. Cesaro's in as well. Uh, Kofi has the advantage for a while. This is great uh, Hurricane Rana from Kofi. And he follows that with a cave-in. Yeah. Cameron Grimes is the move. Gets the two, though. Uh, Kofi goes trouble in paradise. Instead, uh, Cesaro hits like a pop-up European uppercut. Earns a two count there. Uh, Big E clotheslines Cesaro out of the ring. Uh, and then they do the thing where Kofi runs towards Big E. Big E kind of flings him over his head. Mm-hmm. Kofi takes out Cesaro and Nakamura. Uh, so he's back in. Kofi is. He goes to the corner to tag in Big E. Nakamura runs around pull Big E off the apron. Uh, Kofi walks into a swing from Cesaro. Cesaro falls out with double stomp. Kofi kicks out of that. Uh, the end saw uh, Cesaro go for uh, a gotch neuralizer, neutralizer. Neutralizer. Uh, Kofi neuralizer. reverses that into a roll-up. New Day win. Uh, Nakamura and Cesaro proceed to beat down the New Day after the match. Sammy gets in there at first like, hey, let's, no, let's beat them all up. He joins in. He starts taking the boots to New Day too. Braun runs down the ring to make the save. Uh, he tosses Cesaro out, shoulder tackles him ringside, tries to power slam uh, Shinsuke. Uh, Sammy grabs Nakamura's feet, gets him out of the ring. Mm-hmm. Uh, so expect six man. No, nah, Sammy can't wrestle. Sorry, I guess not. Correct. So yeah. Six man tag match, but perhaps not. Uh, next, we uh, Daniel Bryan and The Miz are backstage. Miz goes to Daniel Bryan and says, hey, Thanks for saving me. Very reluctantly, from, from, he says From this. Bray smashing my head in with his circus hammer. And then uh, Brian says, I didn't do it for you. I did it for me. But, and then he notices that, you know, this is a heartfelt thing from The Miz. Takes a lot to say this. So he, you know, retract. He backsteps a little bit. And he's like, oh, you know, but, you know, I, I do appreciate that what you went through with your family is, you know, it was pretty tough. Harrowing. So yeah, I'm yeah. sorry about that. And then Miz is like, well, I still don't like you. And he's like, well, I don't like you more. And I don't like you most, et cetera, et cetera. So it's, it's pretty charming stuff. I actually really like yeah. this pair right and, here. And they were really good in the ring and the main event. Yeah. And they're like, hey, you know, we have to work together, be on the same page. 
to take on uh, Baron Corbin and Dolph Ziggler. Tonight. Correct. Correct. Yeah. After that, we had Bailey versus Dana Brooke in a rematch from last week. Yeah, Dana Brooke just signed a new five-year deal with the WWE. Dana Brooke, that's awesome. Here she she's a she's a hard worker dedicated to her craft. She uh, used the Dave Batista leverage. She's mm-hmm. like, hey, listen, I've got a thing going. I've got an angle going on right now. With Dave Batista, would you like to see my DMs? <laughs> Uh, for a section of this match, there's a lot of wrong. I already, I already did the ham job joke, so I'm done with the, that kind of joke. All right, so yeah, yeah. we're done with ham for I'm the not show gonna go too. Any, I'm not going to go any further. Um, a lot of Ronda Rousey talk during this match. I don't know if you noticed this. They're talking about <laughs> I did not notice yeah, that at all. They were talking about Dana's match against Ronda that she had like basically a year ago. Oh my god, I was not paying. Attention. Yeah, there was a lot of Ronda talk during this. I'm not sure match. why I'm shocked about that. Um, but the, going back to the action in the ring, at one point Dana hits a swanton. Uh, goes to the pin. Bailey escapes a loss by grabbing that bottom rope. Mm-hmm. And damn it, Dana was going for a Batista bomb. Yeah, and Bailey ruined it. Why does she have to ruin that, man? She escapes. That need that seriously. Dana needs to. If she ever gets to a point where she's winning matches, new like, finish. New finish. The Batista, Batista bomb. bomb. I know. She drops Dana in the top turnbuckle. Falls with the rose plant for the W. Uh, afterwards, Bailey and Sasha get in the ring, and they're not like beating up Dana. They start like yelling at her a little bit, mm-hmm. like talking trash. Uh, Lacey Evans runs out. She's in the ring. Uh, she's like, uh, uh, so Bailey and Sasha leave. She grabs a mic and she's like, "Sasha, you're a bully, and, and you know when I grew up, uh, you step up to bullies. So I'm challenging you to a match." Yeah. Uh, earlier, we had seen Lacey had brought her kid. Yeah. To oh yeah, it's backstage segment with Alexa. Nikki. Lacey, Nikki, and Dana Brooke. Yeah, that's right. And they yes, were like had giving her, her some positive morale. Yeah. Um, so we go to commercial, we come back, and Lacey Evans versus Sasha Banks. And her kid did play quite a bit into this. Yeah, man. She was like front row being held by, I'm assuming, a family friend or relative or whatever. Or maybe Lacey's husband. I don't know. And she was this. like baring her teeth at She was like Sasha a Banks. feral child. Yeah. So like, Arr. And then, uh, And then at one point, <laughs> Sasha and her, just Sasha and the little kid got into a yelling match. And so that, you know, really, that's like the little kid was like Otis's ham. That really got Lacey Evans enraged. So she comes down and starts beating the crap out of Sasha. Double count out, though. Double count. And it ends in a double count out, yeah. Um, And so, uh, yeah. And then uh, there's a big brawl that breaks out. You got Lacey and Dana Brooke brawling with Sasha and Bailey. Dana Brooke. Eventually, Sasha and Bailey uh, uh, leave the ring area. It's definitely going to be a tag match next week. Yeah, that's going to happen. Definitely. 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 And then our main event. Daniel Bryan, The Miz, taking on Baron Corbin Baron. and Dolph Ziggler. Uh, match starts. Uh, Miz and Daniel Bryan are arguing about who's going to start. Uh, while they're doing that, Baron and Dolph look to take advantage. Instead, they get their butts handed to him. Uh, we get some stereo guest kicks mm-hmm. to Baron and Dolph. And like the, the synchronization between Daniel Bryan and The Miz on those words, fantastic. They had a lot of great chemistry, man. Yeah, man. They really did. Go to commercial comeback. Baron has the upper hand because he dropped Daniel Bryan with a deep six. Baron. Uh, he and uh, Dolph have isolated Daniel Bryan. That is until Daniel Bryan hits a missile drop kick. He gets the hot tag to Miz. Dolph comes into Miz lays out Dolph. Uh, he ends up reversing a end of days into a skull-crushing finale. Uh, he turns around, and Dolph hits him with a DDT, though. Gets a two. Dolph tries to super kick Miz. Miz catches it. Puts Dolph in the figure four. This is actually a, a pretty fun finish. So Dolph... Uh, Miz has Dolph in the figure four, and you don't see Baron Corbin getting back in the ring. That's funny. I just got a notification from Twitter that said, Brandy Rhodes and two other people you follow followed Paul Walter Hauser. 
He's the dude who played Richard Jewell. <laughs> so evidently all those people wanted to go see the Richard Jewell movie. Guess so. And they followed the actor who looks exactly like Richard Jewell. Exactly. <laughs> I was like, man, are they, did they do an holograms of Richard Jewell so for this deep movie? Fakes. <laughs> they deep fake Richard Jewell on like John Goodman or something? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Miz has Dolphin to figure four and you don't see Baron get in the ring but you see Daniel Bryan running across your frame <laughs> and it kind of winds out a bit and he jumps over Miz and Dolph hits Baron with a knee plus Dolph taps that was cool man Miz and Daniel Bryan win Daniel Bryan always brings a little something new man him and, and Kofi they always yep. bring a little something yep. new yep. and sometimes his RO too uh, so it was announced like as soon as the bell rang <laughs> that next week is going to be Baron versus Miz versus Daniel Bryan uh, number, whoever wins this number one contender for uh, universal title mm-hmm. and after that that was announced lights started coming down you hear Bray laugh ah, end the show ah, with two ah, minutes ah, left ah. you know what would be very interesting though mm. I would actually dig this Baron Corbin versus The Fiend I would dig that feud because Baron at some point would have to take that seriously and that's a side that we don't really see too often these days of Baron Corbin usually he's pouring dog food on people or like cracking stupid jokes, but him having a deal, if they actually wrote it properly, his type of character dealing with, you know, because The Fiend is essentially a bad guy. A bad guy versus bad guy, but they're two very different bad guys. I'd be down for that. I'd be I'd be okay with that. I feel like we're months away from that. Being, you think so? I being, mean, Being captivating and, and, and interesting for, I understand your points, and I don't disagree with them, but I think the general audience is so sour on Baron that they're going to okay, but hold on a second. That out okay, is Baron at the point that Sheamus was when Roman feuded with him? Right, it's on par, right? It's on par. Yeah, uh, the only thing that's keeping Baron really from being at that point, he hasn't been with the company as long as Sheamus was at that time. Sure, okay, but he sort of occupies the same. Yeah, spot. I think I think essentially that's why you have Roman feud with him. Yeah, so you have Baron feud with the Fiend. That's actually an ass kicking. I'd like to see. Because with Baron, he's always so like, you know. Oh, so if you want Bray to be top face on SmackDown, you have him go against Baron and Bray destroys him. I don't know what they want for the Fiend. Because he's like, you know, he everything he does, everything Bray does is actually pretty cool. He exists above that whole spectrum. Yeah, he does. And so, I don't know. I think that might be some people. I wouldn't. I would. And here's the thing. We've already seen at this point, Brian, and we've seen The Miz. They've yeah. each had a shot. Um. So, I don't know. I get the feeling that we might get Baron there. Although, how would Baron then be changed? Let's just speculate now. How would Baron be changed? He starts he playing fo- football again. He start, there you go. Yeah, he leaves the WWE. Uh, no, he just comes out and with, with his uh, Arizona Cardinals gear on. <laughs> what a weird thing to do. What a weird change. I mean, because it seems starts like... He's growing it, his hair out again. It seems like... A, a, it's not. It, people are changed by the Bray, but people are by always the Bray. <laughs> by the Bray, by the Fiend. But people are reverting to some incarnation from their past. Right, Finn. Yeah, he's Prince Seth. He's okay. heel again, kind of like authority heel. But he'd, now he hey, is the authority. He'd bring back his. Uh, well, yeah, he'd grow his hair out and he'd bring back the uh, post-apocalyptic he not be stuff. Growing his hair back out. He looks way better. With it'd no be hair. pretty funny because there's that. There's that. There'd be that phase. It's, it's, no, it'd be way further back now too. It'd be great. It'd be that phase of like probably eight months or so oh, before it gets phase. to like here. It's gonna be awful. And he's just gonna look like a you know like, like a, a college professor, like a Biff Loman, yeah, <laughs> like a Costanza. So Daniel Bryan, he didn't turn heel, but he went way back to American Dragon. Well, you'd like to think. I mean, he just he, he, lo- he looks like it. You're not gonna say American Dragon because that's not a WWE thing, but that's what he is. Yeah, he's American Dragon. He alluded to that. 
It's American Dragon Daniel Bryan, but he smiles more. All right. So I guess Baron would go back to uh, uh, aspiring professional football player. Let's do some questions. Joe Juarez. Hey, boys, at the airport, plane is broken, waiting for a replacement. Too good me United, lol. Oh, oh man. man. that they, are, they have lied to you. Good luck. They are not waiting for a replacement. They are holding your, your plane up uh, to prove a point to your boss. I don't know. Isn't that what happened in Saudi Arabia? Oh, maybe. But also... Uh, that's going to be... That's an anxiety attack. What? I, oh, they're going to put a new pl- pl- you know, part of the plane know, in. Gonna put, it's not going to fall out. Oh, no, now we're waiting for a new plane. Oh, guess what? Your crew has passed their hours. Yeah. you got to spend the night at the airport. I hope that doesn't happen to you, Joe. Yeah, man. But uh, temporary expectations. I hope, that, I hope that that plane part works, man. I have not had Hopefully a lot. Hopefully it doesn't fall out. I haven't had a ton of great luck with United. Nobody has any good luck with planes because, uh, I mean, they are very ambitious things. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's pretty impressive that we get the air and fly. It's, like, really impressive. And they don't fall out of the sky on a regular basis. You would think that that would happen all and the time. It and it doesn't? That's it doesn't. bizarre. It's the safest means of travel as far as I'm aware. And, like, given how much we've heard about how, like, lackadaisical the airlines are with upkeep on those planes. That's amazing. Like, they rolled out an entire line, those MAX planes. Oh, that were faulty. That were faulty. Yeah. And yet they still, for the most part, worked, except for like two. If those two hadn't crashed or fallen out of the sky. They'd still be up there. Yep. Uh, Miguel Martinez, have you guys watched Skywalker yet? Steve has. uh, Miguel says it feels like WB Creative wrote the script. Lol. Are we getting a movie review? I'm going to try to watch it this weekend. I have family in town. I might have some time on Sunday. Uh, and if so, expect that Monday for Overrun. I've got a, a my 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 solo re- my personal review going up on my channel. Maybe tomorrow. I don't know. But I de- I am very much looking forward to talking uh, with you about it. Because you you don't mind Star Wars. You like you like Star Wars. Oh, well I enjoy enough. Star Wars. No, I'm, I'm a big Marvel. But for you Star are Wars. more so a Star Trek guy. Uh, it depended. It honestly depends on like my, my the time of like when I was because like when I was younger I was more into Star Wars yeah. but then when I got older I was more into Star Trek but I think I went through another Star Wars phase. Mm-hmm. I think at this point in my life I'm more of a Star Trek guy but yeah. I'm still no I, I will mark out totally for Star Wars right. stuff. Right. Um, it's just these days like we mentioned before if it's 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 past the point of it being special and yes. so it has to be really good or it has to be good mm-hmm. for me to get into it. Like the Mandalorian. I'm all in on the Mandalorian. I love it. I think it's great. Yes. Yeah, it's been a fun show. I'm way behind though. Uh, Hamancito Gomez, Bray and Brock champs on road to WrestleMania thoughts. I don't have a problem with that. I like, well, I mean, I want, hold on, let me back up. Bray. I don't mind. There's interesting character, character work going on there. I don't think he, in terms of in ring performance, it's most captivating stuff. Um, at least from the fiend standpoint, but there's plenty of story on a micro and macro level going on. I'm fine with that. Uh, if they have any idea of, uh, I think Melser sent a newsletter that the plan now, I guess, is Kane Brock at Rumble. Yeah. Get that out of the way. And then if Tyson Fury wins, Brock and Tyson at Mania. And you want to have that match? Fine. No tiles involved. Unless, yeah, unless maybe it's Tyson Fury's titles. That'll, fine. That have would the totally be. Involved. We would schedule our food to arrive during the Brock Tyson period. And when it doesn't show up, then I go, on, I go outside and make a bunch of phone calls. Don't All the shenanigans that involve us getting anything. our food to this office, Yeah, that would be during the Brock Tyson period. Because I don't care one small tiny bit if they, I, and that's fine if they want to have it, not for the title. Not for the Don't belt. care. No. Nope. Do not care. Uh, Nick C says, Star Wars is good, but not great, but that's just me. And you said it was, there were some fun bits. No, okay, so here's the thing. Uh, yeah, my in a nutshell, I uh, 
I got a kick out of a lot of the movie. It's a very, I'll put it this way. This is a weird way of putting it. It is a very Star Wars movie. They do a lot with it. It is essentially, I had a FaceTime chat with Tim today because uh-huh. he saw it. It's basically three movies all squashed into one. And that's pretty much all I'm going to say. They do a lot in that movie. Some of it is very eye-rollable. None of it makes really a lick of sense. But it's also a relatively decent way of concluding the saga. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Uh, on the Patreon here, Logan Finterbush. Logan. Where do you think the Mandy Rose and Otis story will go? Live sex show. Heartbreak for Otis. Live sex show. Uh, Christopher Rampersaw, do you think... Edge's opponent for WrestleMania is Baron because WWE likes Baron. No. How about Edge versus Daniel Bryan? That'd be great. Wouldn't that be awesome? I'd be on board with that. Wouldn't that be something else? Mm-hmm. Uh, Thomas Dunnigan, if the trend continues of Bray's opponents reverting to their past selves after encountering The Fiend, who do you want to see on SmackDown reverting back to their older selves? And he has a second question here. And is Seamus thinking, uh, thinking by looking like his 2010 self without having faced The Fiend, he may be <laughs> the one to stop him? <laughs> no. He'd refer. Yeah. He'd revert back to uh, being in a tag team with uh, Stu Bennett with Larry Barrett. And they're called the Empire today. Yeah, don't. Um, who's got a past self on SmackDown? That could be worth exploring. Yeah. Uh, I mean. Uh, uh, about Nakamura, <laughs> what if Kofi faces the key, the fiend and he gets his Jamaican accent back? That would be rad. That'd be do you know else. how much fun the New Day could have with that? A lot. Probably would never do it, but oh man, that'd be hilarious. Who else is on the SmackDown roster? I'm getting to it. I'm getting to it. I'm getting to it. I'm getting to it. Let's take a look. Let's take a look. Um, I mean Braun, Dolph Ziggler could be the Spirit Squad guy again. Oh gosh. Yeah, Braun could be the black sheep of the Wyatt family. I mean, there's a lot that they could. There's a lot that they could mine with Bray Wyatt and Braun Strowman. Yeah, no. there's a ton. Um, Didn't they do some dark matches? Oh, maybe. I think they did. Matt Hardy, Mustafa Ali, go back to being a cop. <laughs> yeah, they're running out of a- Sami Zayn back to El Generico. Yeah, there you go. That'd be great. Yeah, that'd be actually cool. That'd be fun. That'd be really cool. I don't know what Dash and Cesare uh, go back to being a uh, Claudio <laughs> Castagnoli. Castagnoli. There you go. Uh, let's see here. Okay, James Rodriguez, if you were offered any role you wanted in WWE, would you take a behind-the-scenes role or an on-screen role? I tell you, I know exactly what it would be. I would uh, get the license to their comic book properties. Back to Boom does a really good job. Well, you know what? Boom does a decent job with it. I feel like they don't get clever enough, and maybe it's a mandate from WWE. Could be. That's pot, that's very likely. They might have to write within certain confines. But I feel like a lot of there's just sort of, you know, what happens when the build to a match wasn't really... Like, you get to see, with the Boom comics, you get to see what happened backstage in kayfabe. Yeah. Um, in between moments, yeah. In between moments. But I feel like they can get a little weirder with it. Yeah. That's what I would do. I don't know. If you, if you were offered anything in the realm of WWE, what would it be? How about theme songs? You're a music That'd guy. be fun. Yeah, that'd be fun, huh? But you can't expect to have that job very long. Well, uh, Jim Johnson had it for a long time. Yeah, the CFO's had it, but the, he was just fired out of nowhere, or let go out of nowhere. Well, yeah, well, that anything in WWE, you got to expect yeah. that. Uh, Myron Siren? 
Uh, hey, Steven Larson, who will be the remaining two wrestlers in the men's rumble match? Merry Christmas and happy 2K20 from uh, Adelaide, Australia. Hashtag respect. The Thank remaining you. two wrestlers. The last two. So, Roman. I don't know, man. I'm, I'm getting the feeling it's going to be, well. It's got to be someone from SmackDown if the idea is Brock and Tyson Fury. Assuming the title's on the line. Because if not, that means Kane Velasquez is winning that WB, that WB title from Brock at the Rumble. I don't know, man. I'm going to say this. I know a lot of people are talking about this Brock stuff. I'm going to say it's Kevin. I'm going to say Kevin Owens. Oh, I'd love that. I'm, I think he's going to win the Rumble. I love that. I'd be all about that. Uh, Ryan Lambert asks, ham jobs, yay or nay? Oh, pfft. Hell, absolutely. Yeah. I don't even know what a ham job is, but Mm-mm. I'm all for it. No, it is either. There you go. There you go. Uh, Josh Martinez mentioned they filmed an NXT match. Apparently they filmed three. I saw on Twitter there was three filmed today. Wow. So the Roger Strong Wooden Challenge, that was already done. Yeah. So they did the tag match. They Keith Lee and Leo Rush again. Tony Nice and Damian Priest. Yes. Uh, and then what else? I don't know what the other two matches were. I wonder how they're going to present that. Awkwardly? <laughs> yeah. Is that crowd going to be dead? It's going to be... It's going to be like a, Brooklyn. Okay, yeah. It's a good crowd to have in front of. That's Yeah, if it's going gonna, it's gonna to go over, it's going to be that crowd. Yeah. Anyways, we're at the 46-minute mark. I think uh, we went about six minutes longer than we had thought we would go. So I want to say thanks to everybody out there. Listen, if you like the show... Uh, hit that like button. Yes, please. Smash it mm-hmm. an odd number of times. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, of course, if you're listening to us in the audio realm, just take a second out. Leave us a rating. Smash review. Out a review. I have not looked. Let's do this real quick. Just right, real quick. I have not looked at the ratings, or I'm sorry, the reviews of our show. Oh, well, last I looked, we had quite a few. In the longest time. You know, there's another podcast called Going In Wrong. Really? Oh, wait. Hold on a second. Uh, let's see here, going in raw, but it was about something really weird. Oh, uh, this one? Yeah. About supply chain. <laughs> it's a, Yeah, it's about supply chain. So that's weird. Anyways, I want to re- read a review. Look at that. We're five star. Uh, we have almost 2,000 ratings. That's awesome. And we're at five stars. That's great. That's just terrific. That's amazing. Let's see. How do I read reviews? Here we go. Here's a review. December 13th. J.D. Wright. My go-to for all wrestling news. That's great. Thank you so much. What a great thing to say. Thanks. See so y'all. Much. Well, here we go. Uh, oh, here's a one-star Fat Llama. Uh, I, have been a wrestling, I have been a wrestling fan for over 30 years thanks to my mother. Watching wrestling was our favorite thing to do together. Oh, listen to this. After she passed away, I stopped watching wrestling. Later, I got into 10 for the win, and later, going in raw, that helped me get back into wrestling. The humor of Steven Larson always puts a smile on my face. Been through some pretty dark times, and I always look forward towards the ray of light they bring. Thank you so much. I know my mom is happy that I'm into wrestling again, and I have you guys to thank. Too sweet and a hearty handshake. That's so nice. That's so nice. Thank you so much. And there's this guy. Just, this is Demoney88. Yeah. One star review. Let's end on this one. Just stop talking WWE then. Been listening for about two years, and the consistent crapping on WWE has been just enough. I could care less about AEW versus WWE and who you like more. 
for the past few months, nothing WWE is good. And they just spend 45 minutes a day spreading misery. Larson obviously is out on it for months and just seems like a jilted ex. Well, all good things have to come to an end sometime. Guess so. <laughs> so I gotta, I gotta, so I gotta look for a different thing to uh, pay my bills. And now out. the time is near. Anyways, thanks everybody for tuning in. We do appreciate it. Until next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye.